0: Here we go! You ready to ring the rhythm on a brand new show? Double, 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 double two 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 episodes this week. My mind step on Taylor. Ring the rhythm. Welcome back. We have got a double, double episode this week because there's just so much going on. If you are, if you don't know. Now you know it's a double episode. It's two, not two for one. It's just two for two because I couldn't blend the show together. And I didn't want to do a two hour show. I thought I'd break it up into two 45, 50 minute shows and that'll, um, that'll about cover it. Do you reckon? Do you want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's get into some stuff. So, I don't know if any of you guys follow the, the news, right? I don't usually talk about the news, but I did find this one article, uh, pretty interesting as a gamer and someone who has been playing the, um, call of duty games like pretty uh, frequently, especially at the moment, since I brought out that new, uh, zombie mode, which has been uh, really, really exciting and exhilarating. I've been playing heaps of that. I'm finding myself back ad- uh, almost addicted, to, um, that leveling up grind, trying to get, trying to get weapon parts and levels and emblems and stuff. And I just, I I, I just enjoy it so much. I love a good level grind. Sometimes I don't like it, but on call of duty, they just make it like pretty enjoyable. You know, like they put in like these little challenges that make you want to push yourself harder and get all these. Excuse me. Uh, double episodes killing me. Double episodes are killing me. Anyway, uh, what I, what I was saying is that look. In the news, there was a man. Who was uh, who bought Call of Duty? He breached. He breached lockdown, and it was a particular lockdown. He brought. He broke his own lockdown because this guy actually was an escapee from prison <laughs> and it's still a bit of a mystery. And I'm sorry if I misquote anything from the article. Um, but the guy, he was out of prison since last year, broke out. And then he was caught uh, this week in a shop with a mate buying Call of Duty Black Ops. Cold War. I mean, look, if I was... I would probably just download it. He just wanted a physical copy of the game. Like, I don't know if he didn't have internet restrictions or anything like that, but yeah, he breached it, got arrested. And now he's probably looking at um, maybe a couple of years chucked onto his uh, jail term. I mean, the guy was already out, done, finished, finito. All he had to do was stay inside for the rest of his life. Do you think that's a thing people forget. Do you think if you escape prison long enough or any kind of institution that you just forgotten about, everybody just loses interest? Probably not because remember, remember that show on, I think Fox years and years ago, it was called prison break. And it was essentially about a man breaks out of prison. Little did we all know that this would, it, spoilers, I'll tell you, there's some spoilers here. Little did we know that this guy was gonna proceed to break out of everything, of every prison. It should have been called Prison Breaks because I know it's a really corny joke. <laughs> but he, honestly, he breaks out of one prison, goes on the run, and then gets taken, to another prison and then is on the run and then gets taken to another prison. And then he breaks his wife out of prison. Well, no, no. First he breaks his brother out of prison. Then he breaks someone out of prison as well. It's, oh, it's crazy. It's wild times in the whole prison break universe. Yeah. Jeez. Actually while I'm on it, it's actually not a bad show. But the premise was quite flimsy. But, yeah, I like Dominic Purcell. He's, like, the one of the main guys in it. And Murph Miller is actually quite cool. And I had Peter Stormare in there for the first two seasons, and I quite like uh, Peter Stormare. I actually started watching a show that he was in um, on, on Netflix called um, Swedish Dicks, and it's about um, two Swedish detectives, and the name of the shop is called Swedish Dicks. And... Um, yeah, it's a comedy, so don't get too um, G'd up for the, this series. You know, full-on serial. But the cool thing is, is that Keanu Reeves in it, and he plays like the um, he plays like the the kind of friend in it, and he's just a he's just a douchebag, but then turns out to be this really cool character, and it's so like it's such a weird. It's such a weird character for Keanu Reeves to play, but it's awesome as well. Like because I think because he's got the long hair and the beard, so it would have been like between like the John Wick movies or whatever. But it was um, it was awesome. I, I, I highly recommend if you want something just to watch and and look at because it's not bad. Peter Stormare, like honestly, he is just he's a cool actor. You know, he's not in um a lot of mainstream moves. I think what like his standout role for me that I seen him in was when he was like one of the bad guys in bad boys Two. You ever see bad boys Two, The, um, classic Michael Bay film with, um, they actually made like a whole favela blow up (laughs) in classic, uh, Michael Bay fashion. Only in a Michael Bay film where would any kind of like key bad guy or key person, like their main death that they have in the movie is they blow up or they go in like a big hail of bullets and then a massive explosion, like massive, massive explosion, like huge, like sitting back, picking your belly button, huge. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Michael Bay, the king of explosions. Do you ever think Michael Bay looks back at his career and goes, you know what? That might've been one too many. You know what really made that film? A nice like soft ending. I mean, I'm, not so, I'm sure he's got some films out there that do have like a little bit of a lower budget and don't explode. So well. I'm not, I'm not even hating. I'm not hating. I'm not throwing any shade on Michael Bay. I really, I, I enjoy most of his movies, but he does go explosion heavy. Coming from a um my my personal preference of movies is more oh, I'm a sucker for an action film, but I really I, I like dramas and and thrillers and more more so crime dramas. Yeah. I really like those. I like the whole I think one of my favorite crime movies is is Heat. That's like probably one of the best bankrupt movies. Michael Mann film if um this was the first movie that uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro actually um, um, uh, actually were in the same movie together. And it's interesting that they play, spoilers, this did come out in like 96, I want to say, or maybe 97. I could be wrong, but it was in the 90s. Val Kiln was in it too, and Tom Sizemore. And oh, who else you got, Stefan? Uh, there's that Judd someone. That's in it as well. Actually, uh, Tone lock is in it. Remember the rapper Tone lock Funky Cold Medina. He's in it. He's in it. Um, ooh, Judd, uh, Ashley Judd, maybe. Mm, I don't think that's right, but I'll think about it. Um, yeah, the, the the interesting thing about Heat is that you've got two of these uh, Academy Award-winning actors in a in a crime film where Pacino plays the cop, like the ruthless, um, cop, like he's like a pit bull, you know, like he's just goes and goes and goes and goes. Sorry, but there is someone on a jet ski playing some horrible music. I'm very sorry if you can hear it, but regrettably out front of my house, there's some water, and it's the calmest bit of water. So everyone on their jet skis flies past it because it's really calm. And it's really annoying most days. Uh, you might call it jealousy. I might call it ignorance. See, look, there they go. Well, you can't see them, but there they go. Fools. Cool. You know what? Just quickly on jet skis. Do you think, do you think jet skis are actually like a feasible, like, thing because, you know, I guess you can, you can make a motorbike practical, right? But you can't fish on a jet ski. You could probably only put like a six pack of tinnies. Uh, Tinnies in Australia is tinned beer, like a, like a, a kind of hulk, a kind of hulk, you know? Um, what else can you do? You can go fast only on water. You can, you, well, actually, one of the biggest downsides, is actually, you can ruin all of the nature in there. I've heard a couple of stories about how jet skis just, uh, unfortunately, really harm um, sea life. And, and look, I'm not on board the whole jet ski thing. I sorry, I'm probably not even speaking to the microphone because I'm staring at these people jet skiing out front of my house, and I'm I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy. Anyway, what are we talking about? Heat. Heat. One of the classic films of the 90s that had... It was like building up to be an epic film, which it is an epic film. It's a great film because it finally has... Because it, the... So the last film, just quickly, the last film before that that had um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino was Godfather Part 2, right? The Godfather Part 2 they they don't coexist they're in different timelines so Michael Corleone Al Pacino is in the, the the present and Vito Corleone who's played by a younger uh sorry a young Vito Corleone who's played by Robert De Niro is in the past so they're in the same movie but they don't interact they don't have any interaction whatsoever the, the only there's no, there's zero interaction between the two characters. I'm sure they like spoke on set and that, but screen time, they don't actually sit together and they don't actually have a conversation. That's what's interesting about Heat is because they've they've been around the same movies and they've worked with, um. Actually, I don't know if they've worked with the same people. they have probably worked with the same people. Let's just say I'm I'm not a, an officiato, of um. Just go away, man. Come on, seriously. There's like. Ah, sorry. They've just pulled up right, right in front and come on, man. Like, seriously, seriously, what's today? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday afternoon and yet, oh, not happy with this, man. I'm trying to like do a thing here. Oh, anyway, so. The, the the interesting thing about heat is that hang on, I'm just gonna close the window. This is ridiculous. Jeez. I'm trying to get a bit of fresh air. Can't even have fresh air because there's people cruising about on jetty skis. This is intolerable. I'm not happy with this. Go and sit on the bank or something. Yep. Deep breath. Don't react, respond, is what they say. And now, unfortunately, I'm sorry you guys had to hear that, but that's super annoying, eh? Super annoying. What are we talking about? Hey, I'm all riled up now. I'm all riled up, these jet skiers. It's not practical. It's not practical. Anyway, I'll probably get a bit of sledging for this, but sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> I digress. The 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 thing about Heat that makes that film so special is that not only is it a well-thought film, it's a well-directed film and it's well-written and the dialogue is really, really good. And the action sequences are actually quite uh, unique for the, the kind of 90s. You know, they, they do a lot of chase cam and it's like not... Um, they don't, I don't think they do the whole like first person stuff, but the way they do like the, the cover system, like one's covering one, one's covering one, like similar to like, um, how you see, uh, prominently today in like a lot of military films, Like they do that and they're just bank robbers. These guys are just bank robbers. You don't know much about them, but they, they rob banks. That's their job. And then they are using these, um, you know, tactics that are used to, um, to defend against armies they're using against the police department. So, you know, that makes it cool as well. I think it's in LA. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the awesome thing is, is the movie goes for off the top of my head about 200 minutes, which is just over three hours. Right. I think. No, it mightn't go for that long. I think it goes for 190, which would be just over two hours. It goes for a long it goes just over three hours. It goes for a long time. Like it's two hour, 40 minute movie. I'm pretty sure it's close to, it's a long film, but it's got so many moving parts and so many cogs in it, but that's what makes it good. That's what makes heat a really, really good film is that there's so much going on, it's, it's not so like straight up and down. It's complex, but it's good. It's a really good film. You haven't seen it, go see it. I know I'm doing like this weird review of like a 1990s movie, but it's, it's a good movie. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. Heat is cool. Right? So at this point, uh, in their careers, De Niro's won the Oscar for, um, for Godfather two, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he won best supporting actor and Al Pacino won best actor for Serpico. And at this point they've all, they've both been nominated at least two or three times. Cause around, um, the late eighties, it was like raging bull. Um, and there was another film like Goodfellas as well. I'm pretty sure he got nominated for best supporting. I cannot remember. I know Joe Pesci got nominated. Joe Pesci actually won it for, um, raging Bull. actually this is what's funny is he plays like the same character or similar characters like in stature um like the way they're like kind of played out they're they're kind of very similar which is awesome you know that's classic Joe Pesh you know has that cool aggressive a lot of moxie a lot of bum bop bop bow bow oh you know a lot of swagger um sorry I keep digressing from my point um so they're at like the heat, the height of their careers in like the the '90s, and then they, the it's it's not until the back half of the film that the two characters actually sit down and share screen time. And for a movie that goes for two hours and forty-five or forty minutes or whatever it is, they only share this screen for fifteen minutes. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that? Isn't that crazy? You know, like these two prolific actors and, you know, you would have them, any other movie, you would have them play off each other or be, you know, buddy cops or, you know, good guy, bad guy. And then they they share this scene and there's this powerful moment where De Niro, like De Niro's character says something like, I'm not going back. You're going to have to put me down if you want me to stop and Pacino says, I'll put you down, you know, like basically saying that if you're not going to give up, I'm not going to give up. If you want to go down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one to take you down. You know, it's this really awesome moment in the whole film. And then they don't interact again until, you know, the last sequence and that. that, that's crazy in a film that is like probably marketed as Pacino, De Niro. They don't even like acknowledge each other. They know about each other and they do their research on each other, but they don't physically come into contact until so late in the film, mate. Like it's really cool. It's really powerful. It's awesome. It is awesome. It is... Yeah, go check out Heat, man. Like, Heat is a cool movie. Val Kilmer's so cool in it as well. Like, he was in a movie called The, um, the Saint and Batman around that time as well. So it was like the heat of, like, Rob Denny, uh sorry, Val Kilmer's career as well. So I'll just sip some agua. And um, yeah, so I don't even know why I, like, reviewed Heat, but it was just on my mind. Like, Heat's such a good movie. That's just so good. It, and then, like, the 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 next um, film that they would star in together is is actually Righteous Kill, and Righteous Kill actually played them together. So this is what usually happens when two massive actors, because you don't want to... The I, I guess the thing is that because they both have that stature and they're both you know prolific actors, you don't want them to. You don't want to have to divide that screen time. You want to be able to just showcase one and then showcase the other. Like you don't want them to share screen and, and take all the limelight. And then, yeah. And then that's what happened in righteous kill. You couldn't see one without seeing the other. And it didn't really, um, it was good, but it didn't showcase them, you know, like it didn't showcase in my opinion. It's only my opinion, you know, Rob De Niro and Al Pacino, you're legends. And I absolutely adore you films. This isn't a sledge, this isn't a bash. I just didn't like righteous killers thought as much as I did. Yeah. And then they did the Irishman, which is a great film. That's so good. Their relationship in that cause they're friends in it. So like the thing is like, if you follow it, right? So in he, they're enemies. No, sorry. In, um, so the first film Godfather part two, their father, son, but they don't interact. They never see each other. Right. And then the next film they're in, he, they're, um, friend and foe. So they're, um, enemies. Right. And then in righteous kill, they're two buddy cops. And then in, um, the Irishman, they're best friends. You know it's awesome, isn't it? Like it's four films. I'm, I'm, there may be there may be another film, but I'm pretty confident they're only in four films together. And they're they're in The Irishman as like the best of friends, obviously playing the characters like Frank Sheehan and um, Jimmy Hoffa. You know they play the best of friends. You know, and it, it's awesome to see. You know, it's cool. It's cool that like they and and the good thing about that film is that they don't overshadow each other. You know, like they've really nailed what they're just expert actors really, isn't it? you know, that's what it comes down to. It just comes down to like their skills and how they can um, manipulate the screen and the words on the paper to really launch it into that next level. To make you, I think the, the awesome thing about acting is when an actor can humanize himself within a role and make you, even if the role's so unbelievable, it, they, they make you feel like you could do that and you could be a part of that. You know, that's like, that's the power of an actor. You now, many times I've seen Raging Bull? A g- 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 gazillion times. And every time I watch it, Rob De Niro makes me feel like I could have been, I could have been a, that's Marlon Brando actually, but I'll do it again. I could have been a boxer. I could have been somebody, but now I'm just a bum. On the waterfront, go watch on the waterfront. That's a sick movie as well. That like um there's another cool like outlaw biker movie that Marlon Brando's in, but I just cannot remember the name, mate. It's really good though, and I'm pretty sure Faye Dunaway might be in it. I think uh anyway. Um yeah, uh, every every time I watch Raging Ball, there's a small part of me that's just like, you know what that could happen. You could do that. You could be like, you could have like a Jake Lamotta story, you know, you could for sure. Um, but yeah, that's the pet. That's the power of it. It's the same with like, um, what's, what's Pacino? What's that Sydney Lamed film? Um, it's an awesome film. Hang on. I'll get it. Dog Day Afternoon. But like Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon is by far his craziest character. So have you heard of Dog Day Afternoon? Let me regale you in a tale. So Dog Day Afternoon is the true events of, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy, he robs his bank to hear me up, He robs his bank with his friend, with two friends, I think, or one friend. I think it's two. They rob the bank and, it ends up becoming like this massive hostage situation. It's a true story as well. It, um, becomes this massive like hostage situation and they actually get, they get uh, covered by TV and whatever, and there's all these people. And it's around the time of the um, Attica. Um, I can't, what was that? What was that event? Hang on, bear with me. I'll just, I'll just, just let me quickly Google Attica. I'll keep talking while I'm gone. And it's, it's basically about like the, um, he robs this bank and he wants some money to, um, to fund a, uh, uh, what is it? To fund a a sex change for his girlfriend, for his boyfriend. How wild is that? It's called dog day afternoon for the guy. He, um, Attica, um, Attica meaning Attica. There's a restaurant in Australia called Attica, which is actually uh, quite nice by Ben Sheree in Melbourne. Um, shout out Ben Sheree. Um, you probably not gonna watch it, but Attica is a good restaurant. It's really nice. It's like a, it's a, it's visually appealing as well. Like it looks so cool. (laughs) Um, Attica, hang on. I'll just write Attica dog day afternoon and we'll see what happens. Cause I just can't remember. I just can't remember the, um, the, the thing. Um, he, he keeps saying, uh, da, 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 da. sorry, I should have paused it, but I didn't pause it. So we have to, have to, have to listen to me sing while I'm doing some research. I can't remember what I'm researching. Yeah. So he, he robs the bank to get to pay for his partner's gender, not a sex change, sorry, a gender reassignment surgery. The plan goes upside down. This is a quote from um, groovyhistory.com. Shout out groovyhistory.com for helping me out on this one. Um, the, the plan goes upside down, and the there's no money basically. So he barricades it and he wants to negotiate with the police to um uh that's right. Ah uh, S- Stefan, you silly little sausage, you of course so like. So the cool thing, all right. Thank you, uh, groovyhistory.com, for reminding me of what Attica is. So he like, so he's out, he's outside of the house, and uh, sorry, he's outside of the bank, and there's uh, hostages in there, and they're um, it's getting like pretty wild, and he goes out there. There's cameras on him, and he's like Attica, Attica, Attica. And what's interesting, right? Oh, so the Attica is a reference to a prison riot. That um that happened in the in the '70s, and it was because of the they rioted because of um, really really bad living conditions in the jail, so they rioted to make change. So he was basically uh, the why he was saying it was he was saying it because um, just to create like controversy and stuff. But what's interesting, what's even the better part about like. Al Pacino it wasn't even in the script he was just out the front and he just starts yelling Attica and the whole crowd just goes wild and I'm sure like the director Sidney LeMay was like oh just whatever you know Al Pacino says just go crazy for it he starts going Attica Attica and like the crowd just erupts you know and it's crazy and he keeps going and then he becomes like this super Like, popular dude, and that in that moment when he starts yelling it and has like this crazy, um, this crazy like outburst of Attica Al Pacino. I'm talking about he he just humanizes himself. He just makes you know what, like that could have easily been any of us in an acting role to elevate that role. We just said something, whether you know it went well or didn't, but yeah, how cool is that? That's a cool bit of um, I actually didn't know. That it was I just read it there, groovyhistory.com. Uh I actually didn't know it was it was unscripted, but that's really, really interesting. Um yeah, that, that's really cool. But yeah, he just started saying it and yeah, he made that role uh infamous. Uh famous, sorry. But I think well, obviously, um, have you seen Serpico? Have you seen Al Pacino and Serpico? I'm like an old school movie fan. I'm not like like Citizen Kane and I have watched Citizen Kane and like Gone with the Wind. And, um, what's another really good one. There's that like Scarface with Jimmy Cagney. Hey, what, what do you say? What do you do? What do you know? Hey, hey guy, you want to see my Jimmy Cagney? You know, you know, Jimmy Cagney, no honeymooners, old school stuff like that. Um, no. (laughs) no, we don't have to go into it, but I like, you can't, there's actually, actually, I digress, but there's a really cool, like 1950, I want to say it was after the war, but I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was 1953. Nah, it was in black and white. So it would have been like before the fifties, eh? I reckon it was 1952 and it was a movie called Roadblock. And it basically was about this dude who meets this girl on the road and they get into this crazy car chase. I can't even remember the premise, but it was so well shot for a 1950s film, mate. It was so cool. The car chases were cool. The action were cool. The main character was so cool. I can't. Um, I can't remember what it. Uh, who was in it? I'll, I'll just give a quick um, shout out to Groovy History for like helping me along, trying to figure out Attica. Do you know? You know Attica? You know Attica? Do you, do you even Attica bro? Do you, do you Attica? No, you don't need it. Sorry. I'm banging on a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, there's actually some really cool old movies that, um, 1951, 1951 it was and it's, um, um, who's the main guy? Um, uh, Charles McGraw, and he's the coolest old dude. He's like a Gary Cooper type. He's like a Gary Cooper. You know, and Joan Dixon is like the, um, the main girl. What does it say? 1951. It was 1951. And, um, oh, man, it's such a cool movie, eh? Like, there's a lot of cool old films. Like Casablanca. Here's looking at your kid. Somewhere, someday, we'll find each other. Humphrey Bogart. I remember like what inspired me to like start watching older films was actually in my English class back in year seven. And there was actually a uh, like a, a mirrored kind of memorial picture. It was like a mirror picture, but had the outline of Humphrey Bogart's face and it had like Bogart and like this cool like old school writing. Like, like old, it looked like propaganda, you know, and it said like Bogart, Humphrey Bogart and uh, I was so taken away by it. I was like you know I need to find out more about Humphrey Bogart and older movies and then it just became a, a slippery slope the, the, I often like um with like a lot of my youth I spent it like a lot of um watching like older stuff instead of like keep I obviously I watched newer stuff because that's what like my friends were watching and stuff but I I felt like I had more time for older movies and to appreciate older movies as well which made it uh a very, very interesting, uh, life. Yeah. Serpico is a, is a cool, cool movie. Like he just embodies cool. That detective, he just looks like a hippie man, you know, like in the, throughout the whole film, he's just like, it looks like this hippie and then he gets basically portrayed by the, um, by like his fellow detectives and, Um, he gets portrayed at the end, but it's basically, he plays like an undercover detective and he just looks like a bum, like the whole time, but it's awesome. Yeah. He plays. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it because it's got like a cool ending that I don't want to, I don't want to ruin for anyone. You know, like I know it, I know it came out in 1974 and I'm probably not ruining anything, but I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that spoils Serpico for people. It's a cool movie. Go watch it. Go, go check out Serpico. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it... Actually, I don't think it was Scarface with Jimmy Cagney. I think it was Public Enemy number one. Or, yeah. I think it was called Public Enemy, not um, Scarface. I think. What do you think better? Do you think... What do you... What you think better? I can do that because I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> um... Do you think it's better to have a remake of an old film? Same plot, different actors, just they say exactly the same lines, but it's just new. Do you think it's better to have that version or just to have the version of that movie in colour? So like like Gone with the Wind, should there be like a remake of it? Or should it be just in color now? You know what I mean? Or do you lose like that nostalgia and the whole film, the whole like way of the film? Because like, what if, you know, someone colors it wrong? Like, you know, the, the grass is meant to be, it's meant to be brown instead of green, for example. That's probably a really crummy example, but I'm going to use that example to its fullest extent. What if like, imagine that, how much of a film would, like, how much do you think that would change, uh, like a modern film, if like all TV show? Imagine if like Modern Family, right? The TV show Modern Family. Imagine if like all the, all the grass was like brown, <laughs> instead of green. Do you think that like changed the whole happy vibes around like that that TV show? Do you think it would be like a whole different? Like everything, it's like, it's the exact same characters, but it's not in the suburbs. It's like in like a, it's like in Kenya <laughs> in the desert. They all, they all interact the same. They still do everything the same. But do you think that like, like uh, the way, cause the show so aesthetically, uh, aesthetically pleasing to your eyes and is soft on your eyes. Do you think that like accrues to like the success of the film? I say yes. Or oh, the TV show, sorry. I say yes, for sure. Yeah. Do you know how they get the sidewalk shiny? In um in like films and TV, they wet it. Imagine that. There's a guy that wets sidewalks, pavement, the um the walking trail. Someone has to stand there and wet it. I mean, you want to talk about you know jet skis mucking up the water life? No, we're not. We're not actually going to talk about it. But but that, oh, that was annoying, wasn't it? Do you remember that ten minutes ago? Oh gosh. Anyway, now I'm only bringing a short one because I have to go get my, um, my wee child soon. So I'm not going to do like a full massive hour. I know I said it's a double and it's like a special thing, but, um, well, it's only like partly special. No, it's still special. Of course it's special. I'm doing it. I'm bringing you a show. Like that's pretty special, isn't it? here it is you've probably heard like the music come in now and that's when you know like the show's about to end right when you hear like the ending credits I like the idea of like it doesn't just have music and then it finishes like there's no more talking I like the the idea of like there's in tracks it's actually strange to record something like this because you don't actually have the music playing when you're recording it it goes in after Right? So like as I'm describing the the feeling of having music played in the background below my voice, it's not actually happening <laughs> while I'm doing it. But you know, look, you know what's gonna happen now. If you listen to all the other episodes, you know, you know what's gonna happen, you know what's coming, right? And you're right, it's some shameless plug-in. That's right, my dude. We're gonna do it. So you can look. I'll try and rattle them off. I'll do it as quickly as, as quickly as I can. I'm, I'm not really good at doing the quick promos, but I'll try as quick as I can. Uh, you can, if, if you've got any stories or any comments or, um, or or anything or any inquiries, you can go, you can send an email to my mind, um, mymindpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow this lovely, luscious journey and find out when episodes are coming, um, when they are going to get done. Eventually, you can follow that story on Instagram and it's my mind podcast with Novells. Novells. So it's M Y M N D P D C S T. Bow. Ba, 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 ba. You know, you can do that. Or I've also got a Facebook page and a Facebook group where I'm, I'm more than happy to, to field questions. And that's uh, my mind with Stephen Taylor or My Mind Podcast. I can't remember if that's the name of the group and the page, or if once a group and once a page. I can't remember, but you know, I'll, it, also if you're liking it and you know you're loving the show, I always say this stuff to the end. I'm trying to throw it in the middle. I think I've done it once or twice, but you, you can go to, to iTunes or Google or wherever you rate podcasts and and just just give us a um, just give us a review, just give us some positive stuff. And let us know that this is what you want. Do you want to hear me just rattle on and review old movies? Because I'll do it. I'll do it even if you don't ask me. I love doing it. I love talking about old films and watching them and, you know, creating little stories. Right? Don't you? We all do. Seriously. Seriously. Anyway, have a good week. And we'll be back next week with a whole new um, schedule of programming. Thank you.